shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for my my camera my Michael, my Michael, you my Michael, oh my, my, my own Michael, my own my, my my, my my, my Michael, my my, I bring my mic to mark you, my mic to mark you. Thank you, my Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Please forgive me for the long prayer. It started last night. As little to her last night and we were just going and going. <laughs> so something came upon me. Amen. And if the thing has stayed, it means that it's for blessing. We are still to today. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we ready in the house this morning? Is everybody okay? Everybody is good. Everybody is awesome. Huh? Eliara? Are you good? Hey, I'm going to greet all your aunties. Eh? I'm still working on that. Alright, not this. She will come every time. Every time she comes, we just greet all of you one by one. It will happen. He made the possibilities possible. Praise the Lord, the Lord. Not my father, Shakara. This one. Amen. But then, can you bring? I put water there in that in that jar. Can you bring it? Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, yes, that's it. Thank you. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. That we read earlier. Verse 17. Are we there? What did he say? Very slowly, we're going to take it. Hold it. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wonderful. I'm reading the Bible today. I like the voice is very fair and strong. Some of you. I'm not doing names. Jimmy, I'm looking at you. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Every now and again, we throw some shit. So let's carry on. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Be for us. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirits of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Lord, so then verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, hmm. and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Glory to God. 
So you see, many things will not couldn't happen until that spirit of wisdom and revelation came. Uh, when that's why Paul was praying. If something is not too, it's not that it's not that the Paul will not pray now. Paul knew this was too important. He began to pray for them. That he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because the spirit of wisdom and revelation, another word, wisdom and understanding. Do you get me? What would he bring? He will bring knowledge of him. And when you start knowing him, what will happen? Eyes of enlightening, your eyes of the understanding will be become enlightening. So knowledge enlightens. Not so? Then, that you may know. See, another knowledge. So the knowledge of him will bring you what is the hope of your calling. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. This the thing is the, the thing is like the, the floor of the dam has opened. I don't even know how I'm going to manage all these waters. I don't know how I'm going to manage it. The dam has opened. Amen. Let's quickly see Second Corinthians. I'm going to try to manage it. Because I want you to understand. I want you to land. So let it not just open and it's flawed. And it doesn't land in your soul. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can manage it. But what has four gates have opened? Heaven is over us. Can we see Second Corinthians? No, sorry. I think it's First Corinthians chapter 2 actually. First Corinthians chapter 2. Are we there? Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. You see? So the wisdom of God is a mystery. You get me? That's the reason why we don't understand it. So if, I, if you say you understand something, you understand God, you don't understand God. Because God is a mystery. You must get wisdom, spirit of wisdom and revelation. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> For you to now understand mystery. Now, the moment you understand the mystery, what does it become? Simple. Hey, you know, sometimes I mean, I like revelation. Of, hey, Jesus, I don't know. This thing has been like this all this life. I don't know. What happens to you? It just became simple. You have demystified the mystery. That's why the entrance of the, His Word gives light and understanding to who? To the simple. Who are the simple? Those who have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. <laughs> I don't know if you get me. Those are the simple. And lots of people will just misunderstand that quote say to the simple, you have to be simple, that God is simple. No. They say God is a mystery. How do I know God is a mystery again? For it's the glory of God. If God is joyful, glory, when he conceals a lot, it means it's mysterious. Now, it is the honor of you, kids, to search it out. <laughs> that is that is like ultimate search. You hear me? And a life pursuit. <laughs> we have to go and search out what well, is like a hide and seek. It's like we're playing, it's like we're playing. It's not, I don't say it's like a fun game we're playing with God. That God is playing with us. It's, it's, it's like kids playing hide and seek. God will go and hide. What are you supposed to do? Go and seek him. <laughs> when we when we see earlier, every time we come to the stomach that she wants to play hide and seek, we go and hide. Me and Ty, I don't want to play because they are an old soul. Uh, so it would, it would take a child to want to play hide and seek. <laughs> it's a game. It's a, it's a play. It's a play. So except you be converted and be as a little child, you shall know why then time to the kingdom. 
So you must be, you must, in our souls, we must be little children again. We must be ready to play hide and seek with God. So God will go and hide, we have to go and seek Him. Because it's a mystery. Now, what we use for seeking is knowledge of Him. Because I know Eliora well, I know where she will go and hide. I know the places she likes to go and hang out in the house. <laughs> Amen. So if I play hide and seek, she rather go in my drawer and cover the drawer. I know that one. So that's one place I know I'll find that. Or she likes to cover herself with blankets. So those two places I know that by most times when we are playing hide and seek, I rather find her in that drawer. Sorry, the clothes closet or covering herself with blankets. Why? Because I know her. <laughs> are you saying it? So the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him is necessary to seek and find. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you see that? Because what are the things that are hidden? Say, but we speak, keep reading. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained for the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hmm. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Hmm. But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. So Paul, so it means that God hid it. It's, just, it's the same thing he's saying. So, your eyes cannot see it. Your ear cannot hear it. No, as it according to the heart of man, flesh. Mm-hmm. The things which God has prepared for them who love him. But how, how does it come? Through the spirit. Which spirit? His spirit. His spirit. But how does that spirit? The spirit, they know they call him sevenfold. Where does it start? Spirit of wisdom and understanding or revelation. That's so? In the knowledge of him. So, I will not bless in the house. So a man who is hearing revelation is a blessed man. Is a man who is able to hear things I, I, I have not seen. Am I communicating? Do you get me? Now, I'll tell you something here. This, this place, Congo, in Africa, they say it has 40% of the world's diamonds. Normally, the white man doesn't like, no, they don't like going to all those places. But you see them, there are many in Congo. Why? They are going to set out things that are hidden. <laughs> it's called diamond because they know ladies we want to wear put a ring on it you get me? so, <laughs> so they are greater what at the other and they know that there is a, a certain kind of shining thing that is in Congo they are not going there because of the people because they don't help the people when they go there they are not interested in the people they are facing the triple are not the diamond they are looking for <laughs> it's the diamond so they will leave the city king Sasha leave people and now going to the forest and the villages and now going to start digging, digging, excavating down under. Why? To find what? To find those precious, to find those precious, Eliora, stop that. To find those precious metals, those diamonds that are hidden underneath. You see that? So, I has not seen. He has not heard, neither has it occurred to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. It's hidden. Not so. But what happened to you? 
Because you love him not so. If you love me, what would you do? Obey my commandments. And the first commandment really of obeying when when is they call it obedience to faith. So all to all nations. That's what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter sixteen. Do you get me? Do you know what that means? How does faith come? By hearing and hearing. So the first commandment is obedience to hearing and hearing of the word. So by you being here today, you love him. Uh-huh. Does that does that help your some soul? And you encourage your soul. <laughs> yeah? Because the people uh, they always act your life as of obedience. You already you already started obeying him. Am I competing? Because of what? Because you are hearing. Should I pull that to you again? Can we go to John chapter 15, verse 1 to 3? John chapter 15, verse 1 to 3. Who is there? Are you there? Okay, here, here, here. John 15, mm-hmm. I'm the true vine, mm-hmm. my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Okay. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken. Oh, Jesus. Hear that. Hear that again. Say that again. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Mm -hmm. unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Okay. For without me you can do nothing. Okay. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Okay. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. That's where I'm going. So what what does it mean to abide in him? His words. That's it. That's why I say ye are clean. By the words that are spoken to you. Because if you allow those words to abide, he's abiding in you. That's how it works. So that's the first commandment. That's the first commandment of love. To hear his word. Praise the name of the Lord. Then the second one is the one we talk about perfection. That means that one. So that one is there. Amen. But the first one, so it means you can't even do, don't think about the second one if you have not done the first one. The first one that will strengthen you to do the second one. What's, so, what's the first commandment of love? Huh? Everyone, I'm not hearing you. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. <laughs> huh? I'm, I did not hear you. What is the first commandment of love? Yeah. So, here is what. So, you know, shit now. Don't come back next week and ask this question. <laughs> what is the first commandment of love? I say, um. <laughs> Amen. So, if you love me, what would you do? Obey my commandments. And how does that begin? Hearing of his word. Because ye are clean by the words that are spoken unto you. Is that clear? Am I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. Are we, are, are we ready for this morning's ride? 
This journey of blessing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you are blessed. Uh, this is blessing. We say blessing a lot in this place. Uh, is your name, we also call you there. Eh? <laughs> uh, because God has marked you for blessing. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So, are you seeing the building blocks? So, the building blocks to blessing is that spirit of what? Wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of Him. Because what comes after the spirit of wisdom and understanding, am I communicating? Is that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, then you may know. So it's a knowledge. It brings knowledge. What is the hope of his calling? And what the riches... Hear me. What's the riches of what? Of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. We don't know it all. We don't know it. Because if everybody thinks that Jehovah double-double and the double-double is what? Cars, houses, money, job, plenty, chairs, travel. We own this, we own that. We don't know it. It means that, let me tell you the truth, the church has not known what? The riches hmm? of the glory of his inheritance in the sense we don't know it. Can I prove it to you that we don't know it? Is that First Corinthians chapter 2? I have not seen it. Am <laughs> I communicating? A has not heard it. No has it according to the heart of man. So anything you can see is not it. Am I communicating? Anything that you can behold with your eyes is not it. Those things are to sustain you so that you can hear it. I don't know if I'm communicating. Those things are to keep you so that you can access it. Why you're on the earth? Is is the reason we are on the earth is to inherit these things. So when you got born again, they didn't take you from the earth. Because if there was not, if there was something, if there was nothing more important on the earth to do than to do in the heaven, if I am your God, if I was God and God, if God is even God, what would He have done? The moment He just gets you born again, boom, you are moves. Because He doesn't want to leave you with your enemy. Your enemy is the God of this world. So, but why? What is why is what is so important? What is so important that occurs on the earth that allows God to leave you on the earth, even though the enemy is also on the earth? <laughs> so it means it's more important for you to be on the earth right now than to be in heaven. I don't know if I'm communicating. It, what other level is more important? That angels sometimes will leave heaven. For the desire to know the things that you are hearing. Hmm. <laughs> huh? Let's not take these things lightly. That's what I, I don't think we've done justice to what we are handling. We haven't done justice. We haven't honored it enough. We haven't reverenced it enough. But thank God that God loves us like that, anyways. That once God, God loves, He said, out of the mouth of babes, He has ordained praise. You get on who will say, ah, all this message that your people are preaching, you know, to be for ministers and pastors. You know, all this dictum. You know, that's why they say ministers' conference is for all this dictum. No. God says, my Bible, my God said that it's for babes. It's for young ones just like you. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how we decide to do it. 
That's, that one, don't come and question God asking why he decided that after the lips of babes, your dead praise is his own. So it means that if you're ever wondering, if you're ever curious, why is it me? Me that I'm so young, why is God putting all this body on me order to know him and all these things? Why me? It's because he's out of the lips of praise, of, of babes. I say of praise. For his spiritual is of praise too. <laughs> out of the lips of babes, he has ordained what? Praise. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we mentioned blessings name, but we also mentioned praises name. <laughs> And so it means you guys will date for eternal life. You guys shame it. Our date. Now that can you Ogiba. Family of God. Hey. First Corinthians chapter 2, let's read on. Verse 8. Verse 9. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 9. Sorry, it's. Is it 8? 8, verse 8. No, chapter. Chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. Okay. I'll assign another reader. <laughs> <laughs> Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, ye the deep things of God. Aye. Yay! The deep things of God. Now, that is the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. Do you get me? Yay! The what? So, inside God there are things. May God give you eyes. Now, the Bible says all things were made by what? By him, and for him were all things made. Now, the person who craft, for example, let's say you want to make a chair. You get me. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, 
you know, we're building the barbecue, you're giving the instructions and you're trying to construct it. So let's say you want to make a chair. Where do you, where does this thing come from first before you use your hands? Inside. Your, your knowledge. Am I complicated? So if all things were made by him and for him were all things made, where did they come from? Inside. And they now say, yay, the deep things. So there are more things. You know, the Bible says creation speaks of the glory of the Lord. So, a man, a wise man, hmm? actually, many this world are foolish. A wise man should see this creation and say, Yay, Ekpa, who made these things? The person who made this thing must be greater than this thing that he made. Can I come and learn from you? <laughs> they get me. That's how a wise man should think. Can I come and learn the wisdom that what you all this the vastness? You get me. We should humble ourselves to learn from the maker of all these things. And he has deep things, so they, they call it hidden. He has hidden things. He has mysteries, mystery that is now hidden mystery. God is vast. Huh? This is for me the, the fatal mistake. You know, sometimes you can look at somebody seated and think that that's all there is to the person. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that you don't, you haven't, you haven't started to excavate the being. Mm-hmm. A fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. You're looking at one on the train and thinking, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who, you don't know him. Mm-hmm. The other heaven that he was sitting on the throne is higher than it. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says he's higher than the heavens. Should I prove that to you? Azar 66. Not so? Let's see quickly. Let, I just want to, let's begin to see the vastness of our God. Amen. Are we blessed in the house today? You can read verse 1 and 2. Azar 66, yes. Thus said the Lord. Are we there? <laughs> okay. Thus said the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things has mine hand mine hand me. And all those things have been said the Lord. But to this man will I look. Okay, so heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. All the world made it my hand. So I am greater than heaven. If you get me. If I can make something with my hand, I am greater than it. So God is vaster than the heavens. He's higher than the heavens. And we want to touch it. We want to finish it. When people, you know, whenever you see people who take about vision, they went to heaven. It's called the kingdom ruleth over all. 
It's not the kingdom that God promised us. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is higher than the heavens. I don't know if I'm communicating. That's Psalm 103. When we were describing creation, the first was kingdom. The Lord has prepared in stone his heavens, and the kingdom ruled over all. They now describe the heavens. After that, heaven, top heavens. Ye ministers of Eve. Ye angels. Then ye ministers of Eve. First heavens, most holy place. Second heavens, that do his pleasure. And in the outer courts. Then they now say, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Not talking of man. We are describing creation from the other. Higher than the heavens. And so Jesus was now saying that where I am, he may be also. Where is he? Is higher than the heavens. That was his prayer, not so. Father, give me the glory I had with you before the world began. And the world began, heaven was part of the world. Am I communicating? So, yea, the deep things of God. Not so. Now, let's read the next verse there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Read verse 10 again and continue. They're doing a good job for that. Praise is only two, sir. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. All things. Yea, the things of God. No, the Spirit searches all things. Not only so, there's all things that is yea, the deep things of God. So the Spirit mm-hmm. chatted all things and beyond all things. Mm-hmm. Yea, that's why he stretched it to yea, the deep things of God. Mm-hmm. Then verse 11, you now now understand, not touching the mathematics of how this thing works, why it has to be by revelation. Let's, what, let's read it, why the mathematics of how it works, why it has to be by what? By revelation. <laughs> <laughs> For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now let's break that this thing out. So for example, what they're saying is that Adam, I don't know what is in your mind. I don't know what is inside what you are thinking. You get me. Any any one of them. So people can wound me. And who can you can talk? Yeah, I mean I mean where are you talking to some people, they may be thinking evil of you. What what? <laughs> but they are they are greeting you with smile. They call them father. Long time, I found the thing. You know, all, all things. How is everything going? Yes. What is going on in their mind? They are thinking they like this girl. If I don't like her, she's always behaving like this. So you know in their mind. But you can never tell, you never know. So that's why people will not start praying. Everybody who is afraid against everyone who has evil intentions against me, but better. <laughs> we will start praying all kinds of uh, prayer points as against people enemies. They get enemies from my household. And you know what? <laughs> why would you pray about enemies from your household? Your household people, you are smiling with you. Yes, you are still suspecting them. It's because the, the problem is that you don't know the mind of a man. Save the spirit. That's what? In that man. So there is no way you can know the mind of God. You cannot know the mind of God from listening to CNN, listening to news, listening to CTV news. You cannot know the mind of God. 
by doing that. Mm. <laughs> mm. I have not seen. There is no way you can know the mind of God on this earth. Mm. I have not seen. He has not heard. Nor has he according to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The only way to go and find it out is to go and cast that spirit like inside God. <laughs> you get me? Have him and then beg him to come and tell you what God is thinking concerning you. Can you say me? So you can, you know, God can be looking at you. It's called face then this counter. You can be looking at angels and not seeing God. They've seen him, but they've not seen him. You know you can be seeing me, yet you don't, you don't, you haven't seen me. Meaning you are seeing me, you are just seeing the shape of my face, you are just seeing me talk, but you don't, don't understand what is in my heart. Meaning you haven't understood my countenance. It's from countenance you understand me. How I react to certain things. You know, I say, oh, so brother James is like this. I'm okay now. <laughs> you get me? You get me? How I laugh sometimes. It almost is, can tell you things about a person's soul. Yeah, countenance. So that's that's when you can really see. So angels, they behold the face of the Father, but they haven't really seen Him. I Meaning they haven't understood Him. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I communicating? But understanding is for us. Understanding is for what? Is for us. Amen. So, who will bring the understanding? Spirit. That's why Paul was praying. <laughs> because without spirit coming to you and some people will say ah but we already have the spirit we'll go born again and have the Holy Ghost hmm? Hmm? amen you say I already have Holy Ghost what do you mean by spirit of wisdom and revelation let's see Isaiah chapter 11 are we blessed in the house already I'm going to take it slow now. Praise God. So are you saying, so when a man gets born again, you receive the Spirit of the Lord, named Holy Ghost, as a deposit. He's the one that can cause you to start speaking in tongues, all those kind of things, Holy Spirit. Well, he does, are you seeing how it's like, after that Spirit of the Lord, there are six, right? But they are one. Let me explain. It's like he has wings. So it's like one bed. Remember, it was like a dove that rested upon Jesus. So a bed. So if a bed comes to you, it can close its wings and come to you. All you will see is just one. You just see him as spirit of the Lord. You get me? Why is he closing his wings? He doesn't trust you yet. <laughs> That's why. He doesn't trust you with his content. But he's just there, just to help you there, helping you, groaning when you start and helping you to start trying to see if you are, you can turn away from carnality, from the things that he dislikes. Then when he now begins to trust you, hmm, then prayer will now start. Mm. <laughs> that was the trust that Paul was seeing on the Ephesian church. 
after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love to all the saints. Paul saw that. Holy Ghost awoken him and showed him that I trust these people now. Then it's now time for me to begin to open my wings one by one. And then the first opening of the wings is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. So it's that same, it's the same spirit. The Lord is that spirit. It's that same, it's one spirit, but it has seven operations. So the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Uh, so it's almost like when you get born again, it's like you are seeing the face of the spirit, but you don't you are not understanding his countenance. It's veiled because they don't trust you yet. But the moment this, you start showing interest in spiritual things, because flesh gives birth to what? Spirit gives birth to what? So the moment you start showing interest in what? In spiritual things, what happens? Then the spirits will start trusting spirits. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. Do you get me? So spirit, as long as you are flesh, you will think that you are doing yourself. You are doing. You are being. You are doing yourself by doing kind of taking charge of your own life. No, you are actually. You know how they say to them that perish. They don't know they are perishing. You are actually doing yourself. In this case, you are born again, but you are still doing yourself because you have not come into the fullness of what God has for you. It's the reason why Jesus made that statement. He said the children of this world, they are wiser than the children of light. Because the children of light, they are playing with their inheritance. The children of this world are going full in for their hands. That's the reason for the prayer this morning. Make us wise unto salvation. Yeah, we are playing, dingo, dingo, hanging out there, doing play, they play, not knowing the vastness of what God has for us. But God is a spirit, and they that worship Him are worshiping in spirit and in truth. So it means that you have to be interested in spiritual things. And being interested in spiritual things is very simple. It's very, very simple. It's called faith. Amen? Amen. Uh, that's all. The moment you, they start hearing of your faith, you are becoming spiritual. That's it. That's what it means to be spiritual. It, it's not, there's nothing weird about it, to be honest. In fact, sp- spirituality is in, is in normal life. It's too normal to me. There's nothing weird about it. It's just faith. Because what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what? Not seen. So faith, what does faith point you to? The things not seen. So what is that? Spiritual one. Spiritual world. So they say walk in the spirit. They say walk by faith. It's the same thing. So as a man who is walking by faith, what is happening to that man? He's becoming spiritual. That's the definition. Is becoming spiritual. And how does a man walk by faith? By hearing. And hearing of the word. So you see how the thing is very simple. Giving understanding to the simple. Is it becoming simple for you? Amen. So decode spirituality. Just by hearing the word. You are building faith. And by building faith, you are becoming what? Spiritual. And when you are becoming spiritual, spirits trust you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Amen. When you're becoming spiritual, Holy Ghost, who is a spirit, will do what? He will trust you. Then when he trusts you, he is the searcher of what? All things. Yea, the deep things of God. I wish the same blessing. I just want to show you the line, the ruler. It's one line, it's one part. It started from hearing. You are just hearing. Before you know it, you began to become spiritual because you are building faith. 
As you are becoming spiritual, spirit will start hanging out around you. Holy Ghost will start visiting you. And as he begins to visit you, he has things that he's bringing. Mm-hmm. What is he bringing? The mind of God that no man knoweth. Then he begins to bless you with the mind of God. Bless you with the mind of God. What are you receiving as you are receiving the mind of God? Riches. What are you receiving as you are receiving the mind of God? Glory. What are you receiving as you are receiving the mind of God? Inheritance. Another word. All things. Unto yea, the deep things of God. So just keep receiving. All things return to deep things. Just keep receiving. Are you seeing part of life? Thou has shown me the path of life. It's a straight path. They call it the narrow path. It's a straight path. It's not crooked. It's one way. It started from hearing. It started from hearing. Ye are clean because of the words that are spoken unto you. And it continued in hearing. Because as you were hearing, maybe you were hearing me, you were not understanding me, but you were liking what I was hearing. Before you know it, you were building, developing faith to receive what I was hearing. Before you know it, it started becoming understanding to you. So meaning you are becoming spiritual. Before you know it, not just what I'm saying will make sense to you. When you go home and open your Bible, what will happen to you? Holy Ghost that has started hanging out in, around you. If I is right now, if you go home, he's waiting for you. He's in your bedroom, he's waiting for you, he's there. He's waiting for you. As you just go home, once you open Bible, what happens? You start seeing things. You say, wow, okay, this. Wow, that, that. Am I, am, am I communicating? Are you, can you testify? Yeah, do we have testifiers in the house on this kind of operation? Before you open Bible, <laughs> you want to sleep. <laughs> but more and more now, you open Bible and more and more and more I pray for you. You open Bible and the things will begin to open. Begin to, that's why, you know, thank God for Bible on four. You know, there's some ministers who are old school and say, we don't like Bible I like Bible on four. So that when I'm on my break, I walk, sometimes revelation is coming. My phone is there. Quickly Google it. Quickly go on my Bible and pick the, the light. So that everywhere I can pick light. Am I communicating? Everywhere is my Bible study. <laughs> Amen. Because I, I have somebody called Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. My best friend. My comforter. Everywhere he's there with me, bringing the mind of God to me. Are you seeing narrow paths? Are you seeing straight paths? Are you seeing the paths to life? Amen. Are they painting this image? It's a narrow image. It's a narrow path. It's a straight path. But it's what? The path to life. For thou hast shown me the path of life. In your presence is what? Fullness of joy. At the right hand, they are pleasures forevermore. Meaning all things and yea, the deep things forever. Oh God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Go ahead, Chris. You transformed by the renewing of your mind. That renewing of your mind, would you like your mind is changing to God's mind, kind of thing? Your mind is changing to uh, some of the contents of thine God. Yes, yes, changing to the thoughts of thine God. Yes, it's being so. Those thoughts are coming into your mind. So that's why he now says, ye have the mind of Christ. <laughs> that's it. Yes. <laughs> you will have the mind of Christ when you have received those thoughts from God. Yeah. Does that make sense? So the end of it is that you have the mind of Christ. Amen. And that mind is salvation. Praise the name of the Lord. 
This is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Have we seen how this is a house of blessing? Mm. Mm. And just as I was teaching on Thursday, you get me. That when you're in the house of blessing, if you don't understand it is blessing because you're not maybe you're not spiritual enough to see blessing. Do you get me? Because these things are in God. You see, these are not house. It's not car. What we previously taught is blessing. So because when Satan says they haven't gotten the understanding of it, but you are learning it, he will come and do smoke screens around you. Do you get me? That's shame. That's what I am not ashamed of what? The gospel of Christ. It will now bring shame. What was the shame? Shame in your present, in your physical life. That's shame. It will try to bring shame around you in your presence. To all for the purpose of to discourage you from handling what? Blessing. All things. And yea, the dictates of God. That are in God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, given that God is so blessed, that we understand that God is so blessed, that given that these things that we're talking about, where are they? They are in God. Do you get me? Given that they are what? In God. And we know God is suffering. Now, then we won't use the example of me. Let's say it's only me. Let's say it's only me. Let's say I'm the one who has owned your own Canada. I don't want the money in Canada. You have to come to my house to be blessed. Do you get me? Do you know I'm the one who will choose to enter my house or not? Do you get me? And I will, de- I will determine the criteria of those who I'm going to bless. And that's what we... Let's go back. Let's see God's criteria for how, those who is going to bless. <laughs> that's First Corinthians chapter 1. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's, how we, that's what he uses to demarcate. He uses judgment, justice. He's a just God. He uses that to determine like, who is going to bless with himself. You get me? Alright. Are we ready? Let's read it to actually. Verse 18. First Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 18. Just be reading. For the message of the cross. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yes, go ahead, go ahead. Let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Mm. But to us, to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Mm. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Go ahead. But, 
For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. So first, see, not many wise. <laughs> not many wise men according to the flesh are called. Not many mighty men according to the flesh are called. So in earth, on earth, the mighty men, the wise men of this world, not many are called. Not many noble are called. Verse 7, 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from wisdom. God. And righteousness and, righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written he who glories let him glory in the let Lord. him glory in the, in the lord this is the purpose this is the wisdom yeah. of god so that nobody will now come and say after they receive the things of god you are so fat with fat things you are now so knowledgeable in him you are now so rich in him you know not say i did it by myself <laughs> that he who glories in the shall glory by the Lord. Glory in the Lord. He's the one who did it all. Because when you started, you were foolish. When you started, you were bees. That's the reason why, out of the lips of babes, you ordained praise. So don't think, I'm not qualified. I'm still young. Why all this heavy weight of revelation on me? How old am I? No. God specifically, specifically chose you. <laughs> on purpose. Not, it wasn't a mistake. On purpose, he arranged it that is those who are weak, those who are not mighty, those who are not wise, those who are the low of the earth, those who are have in need of the earth, that he is going to bless with himself. Am I communicating? Why is that? God is just. You see that? God is just. Now, a mighty man of this earth already has, by justice, he already has a reward. His mightiness is a reward. <laughs> a wise man of this world, by justice, he already has reward. But a foolish man of this world, a weak man in this world, does not have reward. And God is a judge. He is just. So who should I give myself to? <laughs> the one who has something, and the one who does not have. <laughs> Let me give myself to he who does not have. That's how God thinks. Praise the name of the Lord. That's how God always thinks. So people will say, Why is there anybody that God called? Let God pick you. Let God pick David. David, uh, David. David had to go for 10 years, was in the wilderness. Saul was chasing him, was anointed king, right? Here. Saul was chasing him from one place to another, chasing him from one place to another. Why? Because he must follow order. <laughs> David had to be the scum of the earth, the foolish of the earth, for God to bless. He's the order of heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. And also, it's also because God knows that when God, when He has picked, when He has chosen the foolish of the earth, the unwise, the weak, and doused them with wisdom and with might, they will know it was not done by their power. Mm. They, eh? I remember how weak I was. 
I'll fear God let me open my mouth and say, I'm the one that did it by myself. Do you see me? I know it for a fact. You know, I used to be a stammerer. When people used to talk to me sometimes, I had to be shaking. I'll be afraid. You never want, you never know. The person you are sitting there can talk for four hours. Sharp, confident, no mistake. I can sound like I can discuss. Now, who did it? I used to stammer as of 2010. <laughs> when I'm talking to them, I'm talking to people, my hands will be shaking. I will start, I was a stammerer. So, how am I going to come and have both? See, because I don't open my mouth, I don't do things, talk, and I don't talk like this. You know, everybody just listening to me. Who did this? Who am I? How am I going to boast? <laughs> I can't. Because I know where I started from. So, are you seeing security? God is too wise. God knows if He chooses people like that, people who are weak, people like you, people who are babies. So, don't think you are strong. You can't do it. Yeah, you get me. God knows if Jesus is like you, it is a safe bet that when He gives you inheritance, because this inheritance is powerful. This inheritance is all things. This inheritance is yea, the deep things of God. This inheritance is the life that is in God. This inheritance is Him giving Himself to you. So it's weighty. So if He gives it to the wrong person, problem. Hmm? When I say problem, serious. <laughs> eh? Serious problem. In Genesis, they knew it now. After Adam had eaten of the tree of good and evil, and Adam had, had died in the spirit, man, and sin was dwelling in Adam. Then I mean sin, I mean that root of sin. Am I communicating? Yes, was dwelling in Adam. They drove him away, lest he eat of the tree of life, of our life, and then have what? Live forever. Meaning it will permanent darkness. For both your sake, and everybody's sake, let that not happen. You see why God has to choose the weak things, the foolish things? It's because it's safety. Because he knows that the weak people will not take glory. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's actually that same thing. That's the root of sin. To take glory, but I'll explain it. I'll explain it well. So it's not just that, oh, let me not go, no share, no, go actually, oh, the end of all this is that God will give you his glory. The, who's the glory of God? Holy Ghost, not so. In Revelation 21, you will wear Holy Ghost. God is actually going to give us his glory. But what it takes by taking glory is by, remember what the seed said, the Satan said to Eve, if I let's go and read it so you see what they said. It was that thing to take glory. <laughs> yes, well, that's where you thought it. It, it talks. That's what, it, that's what that, that seed talks. That's what that same thing does. Let's see it quickly. Oh, no, no, no. Man, it's shepherd. It's a party. You see, fed. 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 You see, Let's see, is it chapter 3 now? Yes. Okay, from verse 1. Sorry, we're... Chapter 3 of Genesis. <laughs> Adam and Eve. <laughs> Genesis. Genetics. 
I won't go there. But there are many things in Genesis that you don't know about. Uh, amen. You will find there the genetics of God. How God walked on the earth with men, even before the old covenant. The old covenant, you know, Genesis is not Old Testament. Old Testament came in Deuteronomy through Moses. Genesis was raw God walking with men. So you can tell his genetics in Genesis. Well, let's leave that for another day. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's read from verse 1, Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden, but of the fruits of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat therefore thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Your eyes shall be opened in a, another way. Mm. It the one has his own eye opening. Mm -hmm. well, so it means for example I can I can open your eye and you will see what you want me to, I want you to see. You will see it in a certain light. Another person can also open your eye and you will see it in another light. <laughs> Continue. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one That's wise. It. To make one wise. From another wisdom, <laughs> meaning you, you will be able to take control of your what you do and take the glory for it. Ye are be as gods, so you will build a city and it will be yours. Do you get me? So you will have glory. <laughs> That's what that seed was teaching. So that seed is beyond the uh, the fruits. We call it fruits. So you know, like fornication. All those things, adultery, all those things are side effects, really. Uh, 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 whatever it is, unforgiveness, uh, all those things are actually side effects of the root of sin. The root of sin is to depart from the living God and go and build for yourself. That's the root of sin. Because after you have built for yourself, you now take glory in what you have done. That's actually the problem. And you know many a times you can deal with some side effects and not dealt with the roots. <laughs> so the thing will still be, and God will never trust you until you're dealt with the roots. It's Christ that just with the roots. You know, is it after is it one thing that we always preach? You will notice there's one way, there's one place all of our push and preaching is going to is to make you weak. Also, to make you humble. Because God knows the humble man will not want to take glory in what he has done. will not be strong enough to do that. So that's the, the preaching of Christ will push you to a place where they expire the roots called sin. Christ is the adversary of sin. When you see it, sin, say Christ. Say Christ. Amen. 
And but the the where where am I going? Roots. That's really where God wants to uproot the roots. Do you see that? Now, you know there are some men. There are some men. That's why God will call it the righteousness is like a filter right before me. But to every other man, when you judge him, say, but this man is righteous. He doesn't say, he doesn't eat it like this, he doesn't eat pig, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do shaking it, he do like this, he do like that. He's <laughs> a package. But the man has an ambition. And the man is looking for glory. <laughs> God would rather you have those problems and not have that thing. The Bible does say that as out of 15 to 55. Say, my ways are not your ways, rather than my thoughts, your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let the wicked man forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. The problem with an unrighteous man is the thoughts. Actually, an unrighteous man is worse than a wicked man. Because a wicked man, you can see it. Everyone knows that he likes him. Because of his ways, he does it. But there are men who, they are very good on the outward, but the inside, Brood of vipers, those are the Pharisees. Inside, they are righteous. They have ambition that is enmity with God. Because, and do you know why they are worse? They can win the trust of men. You see their white garment, you see their suits, you see the way they talk, you see the way they check their life. And you see when they are, everything about their life looks pure, looks arranged. But on the inside, on the inside, praise the name of the Lord. What are they? They are devils. I keep using this example. People always be always challenging how I use the example. It's because it's because the man is exactly what I'm talking about. Obama. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm talking about. Very proper. You see no scandal. No issue. You see how him and his wife, everything to perfect. Everybody wants to be like him when we grow up. But the day I started suspecting him, if somebody now going to church, a man was a pastor for 18 years. Well, because you wanted to become president, you denounced him within one week. That was the time, that was the first day I began to suspect him. <laughs> one week, didn't take him long. He, within one week, he denounced his pastor of 18 years. Yes. They got policy. Because the pastor, maybe they went to, you know, they river and check some sermons. Maybe he said something, maybe against gays or against something. And they say, oh, how can you be running away? Give your place, your pastor. You need, you need, you need to take time. You know, people, they have to be slow. They have to be careful. It, one week, he came, he said, he's not going to that church anymore. He doesn't, he like, did not know that that was something. And you were going every Sunday. And <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> it means that he was sitting there, he came out for months. And they were not all of us. That that man did more damage to Christianity in America than any of all the other presidents put together because they trusted him. They loved him. We were not Christians. But he did more damage. He was going after pastors. No, and this thing he did. That's why you people have to say, oh, why am I talking like this? I know I thought he was going after pastors with taxes, IRS. Using like using Canada Revenue Agency to to tell the pastor what to preach. So what he passed they were passing a law that you know pastors uh, churches are tax exempt. So passing a law that says that they are tax exempt and this or that that they need to be submitting their <laughs> same <laughs> <one>. <laughs> 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 
So that's that's that where they were going. They were investigating some of them, some pastors in the US. And he was doing it secretly and everybody was liking him. Look, that, you wonder why they voted for somebody that normally a Christian will not vote for. It's because they were fed up. They were tired. <laughs> he, he did more harm. He pained, he pained them. Because actually he presented himself as a Christian. So they trusted him. Christians voted for him. Both white and black in the US. They were disappointed. The day after passing Gaylor, he said he went to church and was singing amazing grace. How sweet. Yeah. Because I'm listening to him and they're doing this funeral service and he was singing. I was like, who are you? He has has that thing. But he's not a wicked man, is he? Do you ever think of him as a wicked man? Has he ever done anything wicked? No. He's not a wicked man. Because his ways are very pure, not so. No scandal no issues. But he's an unrighteous man. His thoughts. He has no regard for God in his thoughts. That was his problem. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to ask because I was, I was thinking about this thing before because this is one of the questions. I had a lot of questions of, that I was asking Jimmy last year. Right? Okay. And like one of the questions I was having is like, like why, why does God want to like what, why is why does God want to like like ex- exclude people that are not because like from class right like you have classmates that mm-hmm. they they are normal they are normal they are good they are normal mm-hmm. yeah. they are not wicked they are not right? wicked they are right? mm-hmm. yes. regular people like yes. like the only thing is they are not Christian not, right yes. but they do they are good they, they live their own life yeah some some of them are even good they are good self is even yes. better than better than me. Right, that kind of thing, right? And I was just like, like, why do you want? Why are they going to go to hell? Again, yes. like, why, why, like? And I was asking that question, right? But I didn't, like, I just feel like there's a lot that you've touched just, on. Yes. I mean, if you want to touch on it more, yes, I, I don't right? want to spend too more more time. I want to go back into flow into the message. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, you're right. Uh, and I've touched a lot of it. It's because God does not judge as we judge. You know, the Bible says God does not judge according to the appearances of men. But how does He judge? According to the heart. Huh? You know, for all, for you guys, many of you guys, it's after some time that I see, I see your heart. When I see your heart, then I know. So I sometimes, if, you, if there are some misbehaviors, if you misbehave, but when I, when I study your heart and I see your heart, I don't have problem. Uh-huh, because I know that the all the outs, you know, the misuse are the outward. Those ones will eventually go with time. Mm-hmm. But as long as the heart is right, mm-hmm. the heart is under God. I know you are safe. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Am I communicating? Mm-hmm. You know that day, Samuel, God sent Samuel to the house of JC. Yeah. <laughs> JC, the guy, hey! Mm-hmm. Began to bring out army, battalion, mm-hmm. eight of them. He said, at least one of these eight will be the king. If God says, from my household. I'm sure Jesse, you must have maybe seen some come prepare them the way the suits they wear that day. But the, the one he has already disregarded, he has already counted that that was not my son. Mm-hmm. And the way he behaves, you know how, think about it, you know, sometimes maybe you, you know in Israel, they're like Nigerian parents, everybody like that, those days. Like African parents, that if you just want to be hanging out in the farm, you don't want to be going to school. Your father wants to be a doctor. Wants to be an engineer. Mm. 
Gloria, don't always on the street playing soccer. That was David. Mm. A street boy. Mm -hmm. I remember those some days. I remember, you know, when I graduated from secondary school, and there's some street boys we used to hang out with. We used to play cards. We used to play cards. We used to play on the street. But I'll be timing it because if I know my father comes home around 40, let him know if he sees me. <laughs> eh? If he sees me outside of that street, eh? I am done. <laughs> And that's why, because my father was like, if he catches any, he doesn't want any of his children to be out there playing with those boys. <laughs> and he would tell us. <laughs> but we can't play anyways. But we do, I do so one day. of Israel. Mm. They were to be men of Israel, men of renown, mm. not men who will be hanging out on the street playing with sheep. Mm. So they say this one, don't leave him there. Like, mm. Why are you boys? You eight boys. At least out of the eight, you have eight options. You know, it's pretty like options now. Mm. But God does not do like that. God doesn't go by options. God go by option. Mm. Sovereign choice. Mm. God has chosen you. Mm. You don't know anything you mean. God has chosen you. <laughs> it's option. David, the day David found out that he was in trouble, he said, if I go to the depth of the sea, I'll find you there. Why is this so bad? Can you be? David, no, a time came, David said, okay, I know. You know, a time came, David gave up. Are you with me? David gave up. He started serving the Philistine. Remember? Then he wanted to go to war with the Philistines against Israel. He had given up on this cause of being king of Israel. That he was ready to go and go to war and be a slave to the Philistines because so he was tired. But I don't know if he goes to that battlefield, he will find God <laughs> And God, so it means that God, you will wonder what is God doing in the Philistines, the unbelievers. God was walking in the Philistine. God visited the Philistine unbeliever and told him that you cannot come with us. Why, why, where did that thought come from? Somebody who is your servant wants to come and fight with you. And you tell him that he cannot come and fight with you. Who made the difference? Jehovah. And who did he make? Who so did he use to make a difference? An unbelieving Philistine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so whether I go out, whether I go into the depths of the ocean, mm -hmm. I will find you there because David was God's choice. Mm -hmm. You are God's choice. You are David's. You are God's choice. God has chosen you. And how does God choose by heart? It's your heart that God looks upon. Am I communicating? Yes. It's hard, not so. It's hard. It's not outward appearance. That's why you're not looking for top. You know, look at all the just even Samuel, Samuel too. Samuel too was looking at as holy as he was. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. As spiritual as he was, talk to God every day. Samuel was still kind of carnal. Mm -hmm. Was still looking for outward appearance. Mm -hmm. You know, there are many spiritual men who still look for outward appearance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but my God is not like that. Mm -hmm. If I saw me was like, okay, which one again now? What is my God? Oh, the one is sometimes too much all the time. We have eight ready men. Look at them, sons of Jesse. <laughs> sons of who? Jesse, eight strong boys. If you have not someone that thought they had everything, everything is solid, they are ready to be king. <laughs> everything is perfect. For kingship, you know that outlook that Israel can look at 
this son of Jesus, the and they'll see the face. Say this son, he looks kingly. Hmm. Wow. But thank God, Samuel was an obeyer. Hmm. God said no, 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 no. Say who again? You have another son. Jesse was not one. You have another son. <laughs> 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 The reason he was quartered to disown David. <laughs> the part of this David, he went, the part David was taking, it was for the part to be disowned. He said, oh, okay, this is one, I can't call him. You see, so David was going to be there where all these things was going on. Mm-hmm. I, am I communicating? Yes. Do you know how easy it is for him to have missed this anointing? Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't there when they were discussing how to do, anoint somebody. Mm-hmm. It means that God. God has only made choice. There's nothing in God. So, uh, that's why, don't stress. Don't stress too much. God loves you. God has chosen you. He will bring you to an expected end. So, they are going to bring that one. God's bringing him. They're not putting him. Rudy, looking like a rough boy. A street boy. Someone's like, God, he's showing me. This is him anointing. But God doesn't judge like men judge on the outward. Now, based on what you have read about David, was God not right? Even at that point in time, he looked wrong. He was like, if, you were to, if a teacher was to mark uh, God's choice, he'd have marked him 1 over 10 or 1 over 9. <laughs> Do you get me? Because of all the based on the attributes. But who was right at the end? Who taught to build God's house that nobody has not taught. Mm-hmm. Moses did not think it. Mm-hmm. Abraham did not think it. Mm-hmm. David thought it. Mm-hmm. God's wow. choice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, ye are God's choice mm-hmm. to inherit life. Praise mm-hmm. and there are Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now, why? What did David have that those his brothers did not have? Is that is this same problem from Genesis? Those David's brothers would have ended up being Saul. Another just put another Saul on the truth. Men who can decide to now do their own thing. I should be I'm king now. Nobody's taking me. I cannot do my own thing. I take the glory. I conquer the Amalekites. They get me. That's 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 the that's just defense. Do your own thing. You see how tempting it is to do your own thing. It's so tempting. It's not easy. Let me just do just do my let me just take charge of my life. Do your own thing. Don't do your own thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Check with God. Just check with Jehovah. Check with Christ. Mm-hmm. Check with your brethren. Just check mm-hmm. your decisions. Maybe you want to make something. You're not sure. Maybe God will give you clarity. Mm-hmm. It's possible that Yedim uh, or Shifra may have a judgment that may help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in the multitude of counsels, there's what? A safety. Mm-hmm. If it's not that God spoke to you directly and you're looking for judgment, whether to do or not do, sometimes you just check. Every time, you know, some random things, God has just taught me, some random things I even know are right, just based on my judgment, I know it's really okay. You know, nowadays I just, I'm not saying you should do it, I'm just saying me. I just go to the God, I say, God, should I do it? 
So that's the reason why God chose babes. Because babes most likely will not want to be in charge. They are okay being under. Now, in David's time, who really was the king of Israel? God. <laughs> David really was like a bride. Do all my way. Now, what was God's will? Remember, when before before they even discuss this king business, what happened? Then let's go, let's go, let's go back a bit, backtrack to the backstory. What happened? What was the discussion? Huh? Remember? Are you with me, people? Are you with me, people? What was the discussion in Israel? We don't have king go. Syria has king. Moab has king. Egypt has king. Jordan has king. <laughs> Lebanon has king. Well, how come we are the only ones we don't have? They start feeling that we don't have king. What is all this problem? Only judges, judges, judges. Ah, after a while, God spoke to the prophet. What is God's problem? Am I not your king? Hi. So, what is God's. What? Check there. What is God's will? What's God? You know, people have, everyone has desire. What's God's desire? If you want to please God, if you're looking for God's desire, what is He looking for? He's looking for a, a people that He wants to king over. Now, if you, if you can become a people to God, you have pleased God to the uttermost. He's always been what He's been looking for. His people. He doesn't say, My people. That, you, see, you know, the way He says it, when I look at the scripture, the way He says it. He says it with so ah, If only I can have my people. If only. People who are mad, who are under me, who are their king. That's all you wanted. But the people of Israel say, no, we want king. It's okay, no problem. Oh, yeah. People want king. Look at this so meek. Because it's not like that. It's okay, people want king. People want king. It gets me. It's like, it's like people like, want, want elections. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. And how to obey what we want. Okay, you oh yeah, go and gather your kingship. So they got Saul. But Saul didn't get the job done. Now, when David came, when David came, huh? Listen to me. When David came, what happened? When David came, God's dream was actualized. Because through David, God now really was the king of Israel. Am I communicating? Because even those days when God was saying, Am I not your king? It means that it was a it was a tongue of war. It means that the people did not really see him as king. It does, it's not it's not here. There was always a fight. See, am I not your king? And you know, you guys come you know like some kings who they trying to destroy and say nobody's even respecting them anymore. Nobody's even obeying their edicts anymore. Everybody just doing their own thing. That's what was going on. So God knew that the way it was going. I mean, it's not like Am I not your king? But really, the way the people are, I'm not really their king. <laughs> so I said, okay, let me give them a king. So it was when David came that that dream came to pass. 
that actually through David, God now actually truly became the king of Israel. David was really just like his bride. Huh? People who are kings will not say this. I'd rather be a good man in the house of the Lord. Kings will talk. He knew he was about to stay here on the street. That's the heart. That's the heart. The heart of David. That's the heart that God is looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you blessed in the house today? Please just permit me. We start the ministration late. Just maybe another twenty minutes. Amen. Maybe another twenty minutes. Just today. Let's see. Um, let's go to Psalm one thirty two. Yes, verse 1. Psalm 132. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. How he he swore unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to my to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of it at Ephraim. Yeah, keep going. We found it in the fields of the wood. We will go into his tabernacle. We will worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord. Into thy rest, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy praises be thy praise be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. For thy servants, David, say, Turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord has sworn in. Now, pause. So, all from 1 to 10 was about God, David's commitment to God. He gave his vow to God. And the Old Testament, because until Christ came, we, we are the tabernacle, not so. So, it, it, according to the Old Testament, the shadow, all the best David could do was to build a physical tabernacle, a house. But we, what are we building? Ourselves. We, ye, are the temple of it. We are that house. That's the concept, that's the project. So, we are David. And a David, what does a David do? He builds house. And he will not go to the. He will not. He said, read verse verse four, two and three again. Verse two. Yeah. How he swore unto the Lord. See commitment. And vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. Kai. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle. I will not rest. Nor go up into my bed. This is my commitment to you. To give you rest. To give you rest. This is my commitment to you to give you rest. That's what David was saying. And he didn't know a better way to do it. The best he could do was to build a house. 
But then in Isaiah 66 that we read, God was now giving the revelation of the kind of house he's looking for. To this man when I look upon the kind of house, not so. Where is my house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? 66 verse 2. To this man. So a man can you can develop a man. Do you get me? There are some things that you can use materials, concrete materials called Christ. That it can be preached to a soul. To use to develop the soul. To house God. And David made the commitment. Are you seeing what were David's? David swore. Say me, I will not rest. Hmm? I will not rest. I will not go up into the tabernacle of my house. Imagine God doesn't have house. I won't, why should I not have house and rest in my house? Are you seeing love? Are you seeing like it's almost like a bride and a husband? Do you get me? Are you seeing that relationship? That's a Davidic relationship. David was actually the bride. <laughs> In that heart, if you have that heart, that's a bridal heart. Say, ah, imagine they say, you know, you say, how can I go and sleep? Imagine sometimes there is some wives, so maybe the husband has been gone to work, work on shift 20 something days, and is coming back, going to land in the house at 1 a.m. A woman who loves the husband will bring, how do I go and sleep? Normally she sleeps at 9 or 10. When the man, after 21 days of work, is coming back, I know I will stay awake until he comes. They get me to prepare food for him so that he will rest, make sure he's okay. Do you see that? That's how David was to God. <laughs> how would I go and rest and go and sleep in my house and say everything is okay? Whereas my God doesn't have rest, doesn't have house. Yes. So he swore. Meaning, he, he turned it to. Am I communicating with somebody? Hmm? Am I communicating with somebody? Hear me, hear me, hear me. Hear me. He turned into his life, to his life profession. His life calling. Do you get me? To find out a place for the Lord. You know, how many of us hear about activists, activism? You know, we talk about, oh, let me even use the most, more, one that is very pertinent to us now is Black Lives Matter. Do you get me? To act, to be an activist <laughs> that I want to give my life until the lives of black men on earth has changed. You know, not the great calling, the great thing. You know, so people become activists. You see, you become passionate about. You now see people who now start sacrificing their time, their spare time, their weekend when they're not working to go and protest, to go and do things, donate, to go and uh, talk to MPs, talk to government officials, so that they can change the system. You get me? Activism. We were activists, though. We're not that kind of activist. Our activism, our passion, is to make God rest. Hmm? Praise the name of God. Though, all, all those ones are good. You get me? Huh? But this one is better. Amen? Let me tell you, let me just see a little bit. Amen? Okay, it's hot. I thought the fan is off. That's okay. Can open it Hallelujah. Amen. Are we okay? Praise the name of the Lord. In 2011, I just, you know, coming out of graduated, 
And the change is December 2011. And I then already joined a organization called CASH, Council of Canadians of African and Caribbean. The Council of Caribbean and Africa, I don't forget. <laughs> C-C-A-C-H Cash So, Council of Canadians of African and Caribbean Heritage So, a combination of Africans and Caribbeans And one of my classmates when I was in school was the one who was one of the chief people who were trying to champion is the activist, right? You know, activists for black people, for Africans, for Caribbean heritage And so, I was volunteering there So, Saturday mornings, I used to go there this my Saturday morning must have <laughs> I used to go there to, <laughs> to volunteer for the kids. I used to go there to volunteer to, to plan events. So in during Black History Month in February, we typically would have uh, Afro quiz that we used to do, that we used to do every year. During Black History Month, we would bring black kids and come and do a quiz. In fact, I met, I met the mayor of Edmonton in all of those events, Mayor Mandel. He came when he was still mayor there. The last year before he left being mayor, he came for the event and he shaked his hand. He said, I was pretty cool. So I was doing that. I was doing that. I was passionate about it. I was loving it. I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good college. So and I, and I used to also be their secretary. That's all. Secretary making taking minutes in me. So I was like, man, I was like, this is going to take like a picture. I guess The one faithful day, as we're doing meeting, and my laptop taking on the meeting, the minutes. Towards the end of the meeting, Holy Ghost told me, He says, I will not share you with anyone. That's what Holy Ghost told me. And it was the end of the meeting. I don't have to get He says, I will not share you with anyone. That this is my last day here. Amen. Amen. So, Alira, So, after that day, I just sit my two pants, pack my laptop. Say thank you to everyone, and do what? And be going. Then I not even know that this was coming. The calling was coming. This was in 2011. This came in 2013. That's when the 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 body was told us about that. So it means God wanted my passion for Himself, wanted my activity for hope for Himself. Amen. Praise the Lord. To build what? His temple. To build what? His house. What does that mean in practicality? To build you, your soul. And for us to build each other. Build up yourself in the most holy faith. That's our family. With Christ. That's, that's what they used. Christ is the material for what? For the building. I'll begin to round up. Christ is what? The material for what? For the building. It's the reason why we preach Christ. Christ alone, the doctrine of Christ. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
was wondering where that went. That was the streaming listing app. Did anyone, has the streaming been good? Just check the, the group. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we blessed in the house today? Are we blessed in the house today? Now, for a man who did this, David, this is what Davidic operation did. Let's see what God began to say. Because what happened, read verse 2 again. Psalm 132. I'll begin to round up, please. How he swore unto the Lord and vowed unto the man. So David swore and David vowed that he was going to give God rest. Not so? Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, you cannot beat God. <laughs> Do you get me? If you swear and vow to God, you can't beat God. God too will swear and vow back to you. That's how it works. Now, let's see God's response, verse 11. The Lord had sworn in the truth unto David. First, the, the Lord has sworn in truth. So God's swearing was even stronger than David's own. David just swore and vowed. He, he couldn't swear and vow or anything. But God has something that he can swear and vow by. Are you seeing when you are committing yourself to God? The Bible says, I. Not so. The Bible says that he did not call the house of Jacob to seek him in what? In vain. The Bible says that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And you see, David was a diligent seeker. Only to give God rest. So you cannot outdo God. There's no, you know God is so competitive like that. You want to think you are good. You have done God things for God and you have done it well. God will outdo you. There is no way you can outdo God. Because God is good and God is merciful. And you are not, right? So if you are doing God good and you are doing, showing God mercy, doing mercy or doing, doing His will, what will God do? He will outdo you. He has to by nature. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So you can never go wrong with giving to God, with committing to God, with sacrificing. You can never go wrong. Let me just give you a very quick example. By coming to submit your soul to hear God, what is what are we hearing today? How, is it God not blessing you? <laughs> It, so as you are coming, you just okay, let me come and hear the word that God will prepare. He says, I have brought it. I am bringing it. <laughs> you cannot outdo him. That's what I'm about him. So David said, like, oh, David, all is too much. Maybe David did not even understand what he was doing. But he was swearing, he was barring. He was like, who is this? Moses did not swear and vow to build me house. Mm-hmm. Moses that I walked with, Moses saw my back, Moses saw me appear, burning bush. David did not see burning bush. David did not see Red Sea parts. Mm-hmm. Yet you are saying you rebuild my house. Moses did not take it. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot outdo God. And it's a good thing. It means you give him everything so that he will give you more. Come. Wow. 
<laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. That's how it is. If you read that John chapter 15, he says, I am divine. My father is the husband man. If you are bearing fruit, what does he do? He will come and prune you. So that you do what? You will bear more fruits. You can't outdo him. If you are producing, if you are, if you see, if he gives you two talents and you bring back four, what will he do? He will now give you more again. So you can't do more. That's how God is. You can't outdo him. So the more you give, don't ever think that any commitment to God, any receiving from God, any any commitment to the work of His will. Now, you know there's commitment to God as general service, but when you know His will, what is His will? What is God's will? Hearing, you are going there to build a house, you are going there to rest. And it's all the same thing. Because, let's see. Let me, let's see his way. Isaiah 66, you will see all that you two have said it is there. That's God's way. It means the purpose for heaven and earth is for this one. That's what he was saying. <laughs> it means that this is the way. Let's read it again. 66, 1 and 2. We'll begin to close. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my Are you saying, I'm looking for a rest. I'm looking for a house. Now who is, who is it? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one I will look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles. Trembles. So that's a hearer. And he said, what praise So the will of God, for you is to bring present your soul to here. Hmm? As you are hearing what is going on to your soul, what's happening to your soul? It's being built up. That's Azar 55. Let's see Azar 55, it's the same thing. It's being built up. That's what they call fat things. It will feed your soul with fatness. It's being built up because you are about to receive a fat God. Are you seeing? All things, yay, the deep things of God. <laughs> he's vast, he's massive. And for, to arrest someone who is so vast and so fat, you too, you must be fat in your soul. Am I communicating? Let's see Isaiah 55. And you will see Davidic operation there again. 55, verse 1. Blessing, help us read. King James, if it's possible. Okay, it's okay. Any version is fine. New King James, perfect. Everyone who thirsts, come to the water. Pause. Who is the waters? Christ. Mm-hmm. So continue. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk. Without money and without price. That's Continue. Why do you spend? I don't want to touch the hippie good part, man. Spend money for what is not bread, mm-hmm. and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself. Itself in fatness. Abundance. Fatness, abundance. Continue. Incline your ear and come to me. So here. Here. And then what will happen? And come to me. Here and and your soul shall live. And your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, of who? David. Come, incline your ear. Come, and your soul shall live. 
It means your soul shall become my house. Because who is life? So if you have, God cannot come to death. Because I'm not the God of the dead. If you want to house life, what will happen to your soul? You must be living. <laughs> yes. It's not the God of the dead. So if you want to attract God, you bring a fire life to your soul. Then you'll begin to come. Because life attracts the life. Spirit attracts the spirit. Flesh attracts the flesh. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Then they now call it the sure mercies of David. David is the one who received this kind of mercy because of the kind of attitude he had for the same purpose to build house. To build house. Praise the name of the Lord. He's a little David. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's round up. Psalm 132, please. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David. I think it was verse 11. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David. He will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimony that I shall teach them, their children shall also. Wow. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimony that I shall teach them, their children shall also sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord had chosen Zion. He had desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. forever. Here will I dwell. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. For I have desired Who built Zion? David, not so. But what is Zion really? That's like your soul, because all my springs are in thee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Zion is a soul where Christ has been expounded. Are you saying that? Zion is what? A soul where what? Christ has been expounded. Not so. For his foundation is where? In the holy mountain. Yes, take the key from him. For his foundation is where? In the holy mountain. That's Zion. And now says, For the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. That's Psalm 87. Then he now says, For all my springs are in thee. What's a spring? Springs of water. Who is the water? Christ. So it's all the same thing. So a soul who receives Christ becomes a mountain. What was a mountain? What is a mountain for? House. That can take a being, that can take a weight, that can take a spirit. Come and rest upon. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are being built up. And God has sworn that He has chosen every soul whom Christ has been formed in. That's what I say. Am I communicating? Because every soul whom Christ has been formed in is a broken spirit who trembles at my word. Because who is the word? Christ. <laughs> Are 
Are you now? Is this now sinking home? Are you now seeing? Is this now becoming a part of life? I want this, I want you to live here with a straight path. That I am hearing Christ for to house God. Simple. That's your life. That's your destiny. It's a very simple. I say you bring up understanding to the simple. It was a mystery before. Why all this talk? Why all this gist? Why all this scripture? It's so simple. I am hearing Christ for to house God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. Are we blessed in the house today? Are we blessed in the house today? So God chooses the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. It will take weakness to receive strength, to receive Christ. Huh? To receive Christ. Because where, are they, where is Christ even leading you to? Trembling. Weakness. Meekness. Weakness. Trembling at this world. It's not easy to tremble. I tell you, it is not easy to tremble at this world. It is not easy. Hmm? Samuel was a great man of God. Do you get me? Yes. Even his judgment was not perfect. <laughs> I like communicating. His judgment was not perfect. It's not easy to tremble at this world. So actually love God. It wasn't that he hated God. But what happened? Is that problem the same problem? It wasn't broken enough to see that when God tells you something, try and do it and do it as exactly as He has been saying because He's wiser than you. His foolishness is wiser than the wisdom of men. So, if God tells you something and it sounds foolish, it's called the foolishness of God. But what did the Bible say that foolishness is? If God tells us that it sounds foolish, it's not what? They call it foolishness of God. But what is it? It's wiser than the best judgment you can put together of a path to take in your own life. And it's just called the foolishness of God. Praise the name of the Lord. God knows it that uh, souls, spirits that are not on, that are not ready to tremble, that are not broken, that are not weak, will not be able to finish the cause that it will take to house it. So the prerequisite, before they even start giving you trust and trusting you with God, they'll be looking for broken spirits. So, and one of the ways, one of the first signs of that is your service. They call it love to all the saints. Those are some of the things that they don't believe in That this person is able to humble himself enough to serve. Even when she may not be getting all that she wants. They are watching for all those things. Amen. Am I communicating? Broken spirit that trembleth at my word. Praise the name of the Lord. You know how difficult it is to break a wise man of this world? You know. You know if that rich one ruler decided to give all he had and follow Jesus, hmm, he would have become broken. That was the problem. The problem was not because he didn't want to follow Jesus. The problem that he was not broken. And what was causing him not to be broken was his words. Meaning <laughs> his own. What what do they mean by brokenness? It means if you are not broken, now I'm just entering for and just going a bit further. I'm just going a bit further now. If you are not broken, it means you are still you can still control. It means that you can still be like that seed in Genesis. That's what it means. Yes. And they won't trust you until that thing is broken. That means you still we are still put together. You still have strength to be in control and take glory for yourself. So that's why they have to. They are looking for weak vessels. 
weak vessels because a weak vessel has more potential to be broken. The brokenness is actually a beautiful thing. There's beauty in brokenness. Because really, we are clay. <laughs> we really are nothing. Uh, so why am I feeling like I'm something? Why am I feeling like I'm wise? I can put two things and calculate things together. I really am nothing. So there's a beauty in brokenness. For the sacrifices of God are in broken spirits. You shall not despise. When he sees you are beginning to become weak, you are being under, you are beginning to tremble, you are beginning to come under here, you begin to bring more to you. You will now become your strength. What happens is that he will mend the brokenness. So now, when he has mended the brokenness, what is your spirit that is no longer broken? It's God that is there. It's God that is holding, gluing it together. You know you can fix what is broken. Uh-huh. It's God that will fix it and be holding it together. So, are you seeing dependency? You are now trusting God. And you now know that the moment God leaves you, you are broken in you. So it's good. Wow. Ah, hallelujah, somebody. Wow. There's beauty in brokenness. May God make us broken more. Amen. Amen. There's beauty in brokenness. May God make us broken more in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, let me tell you, when, when you are approaching being broken, they will begin to flood you with water. Why? Because, you know, there's something about God. God will quickly want to put you together. As soon as you are becoming broken, he begins to flood you with himself. Because what happens? The brokenness has created space, a vacuum. You will quickly feel the vacuum. Christ, Christ, Christ. Then all of a sudden, what are they preparing you for? When Christ has been formed in you, then God will now rest. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we blessed in the house today? Oh, glory to God. Are we seeing the path of life? Mm-hmm. Is it clear to everyone? Yeah. You are seeing the path of life. Christ, Christ, Christ for God the rest. Amen. Amen. And God has vowed, God has, has vowed concern. God has marked you today for this blessing. Eh? They say we have brought it. And then they say we are bringing it. So they will continue to bring it until you have abundance of it. Fail of fat things. Your soul will live. I say to you today, your soul will live. After that, I speak to you, your soul will live. I say all of you, your soul will live. Blessing, your soul will live. You will not die, your soul will live. Your soul will be rich with life. It's called rich. Yea, the deep things of God. All things. Yea, the deep things of God. You see fatness. You begin to become fat. You begin to become rich. Rich, you begin to become abundant in your soul. And you'll be called blessed. Say all generations of the earth shall call you blessed. So shall it be upon your life. So shall it be upon my life. In the name of Jesus, you'll be built up. You'll be blessed. You'll be built up to receive and to carry your maker. So shall it be. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You 